Make them say. What's up, everybody? It's that time again. I want to welcome everybody to Hip Hop Heads. Uh, I'm I'm Novak, and I got No Sage here, and I wanted to take a moment to share some of our, some of our hip hop moments this week. Uh, we got a special guest in the studio, Doc Watson. Happy to have him here. Uh, I'm gonna talk a little bit about who Doc is. You know, if you don't know who Doc is, you're gonna find out today. Doc, you know, Doc started rapping, man, back in college. He went to Wash U in St. Louis. You know, he started off listening to some of the things we started off listening to. I, I see he has a fanny pretty much for uh, for classic hip hop, good music. You know, he sent to everything from Sage Francis, from Slug to Slick Rick. He's got some Red Man in his, in his blood, which is a good thing. So that means that he's definitely he's definitely a hip hop artist. <laughs> you know, after graduating from St. Louis, uh, Doc Watson uh, went on you know went on to do more went to do a full length album in two thousand five. You know, he did, you know, his group Sack Lunch, pretty much. And then he had, you know, he also, uh, he also, he's also a native Chicagoan. He's a, he's a North, he's a North, North Suburban guy. You know, he, uh, he grew up like we did in the Chicagoland area, which is really awesome. So he got that hip hop culture from a, a lot of different places. And right now he's working on a lot of site and different projects. You know, um, you got the Native Stranger EP out there. He released in 2009. I heard that the other day. I had to, I had to peep that joint. That is hot, you know. <laughs> You know, like, you know, he's got, you know, part of Daywalkers, uh, you know, the Daywalkers uh, collab is awesome. You know, if you haven't checked it out, you definitely got to listen to it. You know, they just dropped that. They dropped out in 2019 EP. That's really nice. You know, um, good music. Happy to have Doc Watson in the house today. And I'm going to turn it over to him and let him, and let, you, let him tell a little bit about himself right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, been, uh, Playing music pretty much my whole life and uh, doing hip hop for uh, you know a lot of years. Oh, it's good. <laughs> and uh, also, you know, enjoying it. Uh, yeah, like definitely like digging the show and what you guys are doing here on the format. I peeped uh, peeped a couple of the episodes. Uh, I'm not I'm not super into Nas as I'll probably go into a little later, but uh, I, I I I liked your uh, discussion about I I heard the guy with the guy that was uh, stumping for heavy D as uh, <laughs> so Carl's uh, infamous in the podcast streets right now. I was I texting I was texting Jason I was like live texting Jason like what is this dude who who yeah. is this guy uh, <laughs> but uh that was uh that was a good time so yeah no it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here and i uh, look forward to chatting up with you guys and we're recording this on december 15th so this friday this week you're dropping uh, uh an album right yeah so uh i got a compilation coming out uh i have um in about a month a month next week yes sir will be the month anniversary of releasing the uh no sage chronicles uh oh yeah so, man uh, oh, who's that yeah, who's that so, guy like, who i don't know who is that <laughs> celebrating my homie my homie uh no sage here uh you know we've been working together for you know three years now i'd say about about three years working on music and uh had a couple tracks sort of palpitating and that first Daywalker EP came out, sounded good. Uh, Sage kept writing to some of the beats I had and actually kept pulling in singers from other places and pulling in 
you know, different producers and getting Rockwell back uh, in the lab to record more verses. And so it's like, just kind of, he kind of executive produced together this record and then kind of didn't want, he's like, oh, let's just make it a Daywalkers record. And I'm like, no, 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 this is your record, bro. So uh, we get, we put that together and honored him. And then um, after putting that out, I had, I was like thinking through and, I put out a record in July that was a straight producer rapper collaboration with this cat Ronesh out of California. Um, so this is actually my third project coming out this year. It's uh, dropping Friday, uh, and the, the so the third project is this compilation. I had already been work. I mean, I'd been working here and there, picking up, you know, but for the last seven or eight years, I really hadn't put anything out. I really hadn't like, didn't have anything cooking. I might put a track here, I might put a track there and nothing really came together. I actually even had an EP that I was gonna put out back in like 2010 and then like, it didn't, it didn't like pan out. There were just like, yeah, there was like producer issue. Like it was like interpersonal stuff. There was like time, time of, you know, time of life kind of stuff. So uh, that, that project I can, and then like, I was sitting there and like going through some of these new cuts that I put together and, so, and I had like digging through some of these old, I was like, I had like 25 tracks that I'd never seen the light of day. Some of which I really wanted to share and wanted to put on a project, but never had a platform for it. And so I was like, you know what, whatever. I, you know, we had put this Daywalkers Presents artwork together for Sage. And I was like, it would be cool to do kind of like a serialized thing. So this is like the episode two of, and and it's it was kind of easier to put together because most of the tracks were already done. But um, yeah, so it's like a, a you know, a, a 12 track of kind of spanning my whole career. Uh, there's like one from back from 20, 2005 on there, all the way up to something I recorded this year and like, you know, just wrapped up a couple months ago, you know, so I'm looking forward to sharing it and uh, it's called Lost Tapes and uh, should be dope. Yeah, man. So check it out. I am very looking forward to the drop this month and yeah, man, your label's been busy, bro. I mean, it's been awesome to see it kind of like initiate and grow and, you know, just thrive on, you know, what you've been doing. So NativeStrangerMedia.com. Check it out. Trying to keep it moving, man. But Michelle. I need to thank you're you kept you kept <laughs> moving yourself. You fully executive produced that record. That's, that's all yours. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I mean, I it's, wish it's it always... made some money I could send you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we no, work no. on that. You got a good, a healthy amount of streams, though. I'm, 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 I'm happy. I think, I think we did good work there, man. I agree. I agree. It's always been a blessing to work with you in any way. And I know you're a, a saxophone a player um, in your origins. And it's always nice to kind of like collaborate with somebody in a different headspace as far as like, you know, music goes. So you always push me in, in, in a good way. So I really appreciate that, too. Um, but I guess, man, like w without further ado, you, you presented this topic. And I think this topic is kind of interesting because some of what Novak was saying about some of your classical music upbringing almost kind of counters to the topic at hand that you wanted to discuss, I would imagine. 
Yeah, I mean, do tell, uh, sir. Do tell. I, I think you know. I was just. You, I was thinking of like top five lists are kind of arbitrary to me anyway. Like I, I think that there's so many like there's so many great artists and so many good things. Like, and also it's an opinion. It's nothing definitive. There's just always it's just always a series of opinions. But then I was like. But there are some records that I like listening to. And again, you know, you mentioned it before. I, I have a music upbringing. I, I studied jazz in college. Uh, not not a major, but I, you know, I did, uh, you know, I, I played music regularly throughout uh, college. And, uh, you know, up to, to up to today, I still play actively. And so um the music aesthetic kind of changes my perception about how hip hop, like I, I didn't really love kind of the, the gangster rap stuff that came up in the nineties when I was in high school. I, like, I thought it, I didn't relate to it. I, I grew up in the suburbs. Uh, I was mixed. So I didn't really understand what it was like to be black when being mixed was a thing. And like, so I didn't, and I didn't even like relate to it. Ironically, like some of these cats that I hung out with, some of the white kids I hung out with who were like bumping Wu-Tang and, but anyway, and getting to that later, cause I, that's where some of these records came from where I was just like sitting in a car and I'll just like, listen to this, right? This shit's amazing. I don't even know why we're listening to this and we shouldn't. And, and so this is like basically like a list of records that if you were with white people in your car, you turn down the volume and <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, well, we should is. probably not be listening to this in this hood because I do not want to get automatically pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> so I, as an example, I'll, 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 give, I'll throw up like the kind of kind of archetype of my list. And this is like, not there's no particular order, but I came up with five just for symmetry and and i you know just to, to start the conversation so the first and i'll start like this you know high school driving around in the car this cat puts on red man muddy waters <laughs> oh wait okay oh, okay classic and the first track it's like the first time thing he raps like the first five bars he goes like it's mad real in the bricks plus i roll thick you can quote this i'm the moby dick of dopeness and you're like <laughs> That's the dumbest shit ever. Let's keep listening. <laughs> <it playing. laughs> and you're like, I'm in. And you know, like, that's the kind of thing. Like, it was like, I listened to that record yesterday. Uh, I, I listened to that. Sh I listened to that record three, four times a year. And each time, I'm like, Why do I love this record so much? It's like definitely that nostalgia factor. But then there's some like great songs on it too. Like some of these, like, so again, coming into rap as, like, a fan of, like, I I was more into, like, the comedy stuff about rap, because, like, you know, I was listening to Weird Al Yankovic and Dr. Demento growing up, and, like, you know, Steve Lehrer, and, like, these guys playing, like, you know, Victor Borga doing comedy <laughs> piano yeah. routines, you know, like, the that was my jam, and then, like, I'd heard Ludacris, or, like, Redman, and Redman's telling jokes, on you know the the skits during this record where it's like the, the wkya <laughs> and it is like we now go to you know we, we now go live to a drug deal in progress <laughs> and then like the beat drops and then smoke buddha comes on and it's like 
I don't know, the record, it just has this, like, super nostalgic, super, uh, like, inappropriate, like, I don't agree with anything he says. <laughs> uh, I just, I love, like, it, it, like, Redman in general, like, I just love that, like, he never took, he never took it real serious, like, he always was, like, super high level, but he was clowning every single moment, so... You got me thinking about something because I know we're going to dive a little deeper in your list. And I know a lot of conversations you and I have had, you also put the craft of comedy and comedians pretty high in your escapism or just the art fact that you appreciate. So I, I feel like every rapper at their core or a lot, a lot of them anyway, are kind of like um, almost want to be comedians, you know, because they have their platform and, you know, they can be control freaks in their own way. Yeah, and I think one thing, I, I agree. I think one thing I love about comedy is the ability to tell a story. And the, the, it's, you have to tell a joke. So it has to be funny. But the best comics don't tell jokes, they tell stories. I mean, that Dave Chappelle's last special, there wasn't a joke. I mean, there wasn't, he, he was telling about, talking about, I got screwed over by uh, Comedy Central. Yeah. And it was funny. And even though, like, at the and end of HBO it, I was like, I also yeah. seriously, at the end of it, like, I'm never watching the Chappelle show again. Like, he moved me to action, but, and that was the point of the, the material, but it was funny. So, like, I, I love that craft, and some people have it, and some people don't. And, the, the rappers that have it, I think I put above others. Like, you know, it's one of my favorite rappers, like Aesop Rock. Like, uh, he all, takes, he'll, he'll take, he'll take a baseline and no drums, and he'll just, and he'll <laughs> tell a story about a dog saving a girl from drowning during July Fourth. Like, <laughs> over over forty eight bars, and like carrying that narrative plus being interesting and like also rhyming pretty complex rhyme schemes like the craft behind these these lines is like it's it's magic <laughs> i love it anyway but red man does that in the most ignorant way possible <laughs> the other thing superman lover is is probably one of my favorite red man tracks oh Ooh, man i wrote it down because i remember always skipping past the 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 first part of the beat to the way he likes, like, hey, yo, yo, I went to the bitch house, and this is what the fuck happened. <laughs> I was just like, that is that was the filthiest thing I'd heard on radio. Mm -hmm. Like, the filthiest thing I'd heard on record to that point. Like, I hadn't heard a slick wreck before. I hadn't heard a too short or any of that stuff. I mean, uh, uh, Scarface or uh, uh, who is a trick daddy. Like, I never heard of that true pimp shit. And wow, it was it was eye opening. <laughs> Bro, like we could talk forever about Redman. I would love to. I guess I had a quick thought about Redman too, is because when you were bringing up Carl on our episode and he was talking about Heavy D and whatnot, like he he had an argument about the top MCs usually have to either be like street or esoteric, and I think Redman is left out of the list a lot because, I mean, arguably, like he is one of the greatest of all time, but like his delivery is amazing, but again, mm -hmm. like his content is not always in. I don't know, like the pondering, you know, like struggling MC or whatnot. I think he's, I think he was much more willing. He's much more in that outcast vein of like willing to be creative and willing mm -hmm. to 
show like willing to like do skits that like so i'm thinking of like uh well sir the beginning of muddy waters for the first mm -hmm. track is like a really too long skit of like some monster coming through the forest while people are chanting kind of like a king kong mm -hmm. sort of vibe and you're like what's going on but like that's kind of that's kind of the point it's like it's weird and it's dumb and it's like from kind of a weird era, like it's high level buffoonery. <laughs> and I love that clown. I love it, man. He he put he's like Pagliacci of rap, man. <laughs> Super clown. I, I mean, you think you think about that when you mentioned like the comedic elements of hip hop. I mean, I do agree with you. Those artists make the make the art form basically shine better. I think sometimes it's good to be able to tell a good story about what's going on in the street, but you write about that. Not everybody can relate to, you know, three homicides and, and killing the dog and stuff like that. So, you know, you start thinking about hip hop in its truest form. It's people telling funny stories about what happened. Like you think about Slick Rick, you know, you talk yeah. about one of your favorite artists. They're one of the greatest storytellers, one of the funniest storytellers of all time. You know, he's slick with it. You know, Slick Rick's delivery is incredible. Redman. What makes Redman awesome is the fact that he can tell the story and be serious, won't break character. He, you know, we're laughing the whole time. He's got a straight face. His delivery is flawless. You're like, man, I want to laugh, but, but, you know, but Red ain't laughing right now. He's smoking <laughs> a joint and he's looking directly at you in the camera. So it's hilarious. But one of my favorite like pop culture moments of that era is his episode of Cribs. <laughs> I remember that. Where he's like, he, it's just like an apartment. It's a regular apartment. It's like a two-bedroom apartment. His like cousins asleep on the couch. <laughs> it's filthy. He's got like a jar of money on yeah. the, the top of the refrigerator. Like the brother is like lowballing completely. And you're just like, I bet he still lives there. <laughs> Damn. It's a Novak's point. He's not cracking a smile through none of it. Like he's dead serious. I think, I, his, I think that's his. I think he's about. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I also I appreciate people that play that character. That character. I don't know. Anyway, so Redman is kind of the first, the first stop on my on my list here. Uh, I, I wrote Thank down. You. I just wrote down because it's one of my favorite lines on the record where he goes. I smoked with a lot of college students. Most of them wasn't graduating and they knew it. <laughs> you know the weed slang? Yeah, speaking fluent. <laughs> you know, um, I, I know you didn't also mention, I, I know you didn't do this on purpose, but when you said ludicrous too, like it also perked my ears because I think about those MCs that not only can be comical with it, but also have the awesome pronunciation that you could understand what's saying like there's no mumble rap going on there's no like you don't need a webster's dictionary to figure out what they're talking about but like uh, and and that's a perfect segue into my next artist you, you telegraphed me there buddy so uh that that i mean ludicrous is also on my list i mean and uh that, that, there's nothing super personal i mean chicken and beer is like just such a kind of classic example of like something i just have like there's no business there's no business for this record to exist like it's like a silly punchline record but it's amazing and like and actually like there are some super good moments on it like uh the, well that's i mean splash waterfalls which is like the 
most famous. As you can hear that on 104.3, right? I mean, that's, that's on tonight. <laughs> Classic jams, baby. After, after they play uh, t- uh, Twist the Celebrity and anything <laughs> like Ja Rule. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was just like, I was just kind of like thinking about that. Actually, I had another, I had another artist on my list that I was like, didn't quite line up. So I, I, Ludacris was a late ad, but uh, just like, it's just a great record. And like, I, I just think about him in general. It's like, I always love the punchlines. I always, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I love that he always had the silly ass videos. I, I love that he, like his top. Two, bows. Like, like two Two of his top singles in his career were Move, Bitch, Get Out the Way. <laughs> and I got hosed in different area codes. <laughs> he was like, this guy doesn't take life seriously. Except that he also like well, got a supporting actor nomination. For, uh, you know, he's like mm-hmm. got the acting. Gra- I know that uh, your boy Carl had the like acting, acting rap duo, like combo on, on lock. And I'm, I'm so far two for two on that. I'm not ignoring that. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I definitely think having that multi-talent and, like, being able to, like, not, like, not say – but, like, yeah, I mean, just, just like, when I think about, like, rap that impresses me, I'll think of, like, you know, what you got in that room? I don't know. This is silly. So what do you – The what ludicrous, you the ludicrous thing I'm thinking about, too, is, like, a lot of people forget how dope their features are when you talk about Redman and Luda. Like one of the best features. They, yeah, like Luda. It's almost unforgettable. Like a lot of features when they when they jump on somebody else's shit, and mm-hmm. you know that that that's another mark of a true MC too. I think. Yeah, he, he he's a great guest star. When Luda when Luda appears on your track, or or you get like even, um, you know. There, there are certain artists that do better work as the as the B side they do as the A side. And Luda's definitely one of those artists. I, re, I remember just seeing what he would do, like uh, in love, you know, I'm in love with Stripper, and getting the rest of those uh, remixes out there. Luda just came through and had the best verse on some of those. I mean, it's almost like, you know, on uh, on P Pop, I remember you know the strip club song he had. Basically, you can't take it serious, but the fact that he's in Magic City, dressed like uh, you know, dressed like a big cat Williams. Walking yeah. around with a small suit on, and you know he's trying to get you to laugh, basically. But the strippers are like straight face. He's laughing the whole time. They're working like like this up to my real nine to five. And Luda walks through with a bucket of chicken, and he's rapping the whole time. It's hilarious. I mean, Luda, perfect. Luda's infectious, pretty much. I mean, actor, uh, Fast and the Furious. You ain't got to act in those movies. You just got to show up and stand <laughs> by the yeah. car. Nah, he was in uh he was in that movie was like Crash, I think. Oh, that was awesome. You know, yeah, he, yeah, he was awesome in that movie, but Fast he was Fury. also in uh Hustle and Flow. Uh, yeah, he was there briefly. He briefly. There. <laughs> yeah. Great movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah, briefly. Cameo. <laughs> anyway, yeah, not dwelling on Luda, although he's again, he's like definitely that captain. Like I stay on he stays on the radio longer than I expect him to. The two images that pop into mind, you know, before we again get back to your list, Luda obviously with the big hands, and to go quickly back to Redman, I was thinking about that one video when he had like all the big chicks in it, like they were like <laughs> background dancers. And again, yeah. he's not trying to be, I mean, he's trying to be funny, but he's also trying to be like serious too, you know, he's not trying to like clown the girls that are there neither, you know what I mean? So there's almost like 
an elegance to the way that he's just buffoonery, like you said, like that high class buffoonery type. Yeah, no, I, I mean, again, I give him all kinds of respect, and it, it, yeah, he's just someone I, someone I, I'm always checking for. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, next one on my list, uh, and this is not chronological or anything, but uh, I guess it's kind of it's close. Um, my, my, I gotta give it to my man Devin the dude. Oh man, you went there. <laughs> Wait, yo, yo, Doc, Doc, you were texting me all Devin the dude. Like, I thought you oh, wanted to put man. him at number one or all your number fives. Dude, What's going on? I bro? used to play him in college. He's on every list. <laughs> no stage to tell you about. I used to, I used to play Devin the dude, man. Oh my God. Him and Scarface, man. Oh, yeah. Just, just trying to live is one. I, again, so like, there's a comment right here, like, all of these records are funny. Like, mm-hmm. well, not not all of them, but like, there's there's a comedy element to these 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 dudes I can't ignore. Like that first track, he's like a stone alien, and at one point he's like doing a rap duo with him as a redneck, and <laughs> and like that, yo, dude, I I can't. I, I there's so many quotables, like you know, doobie ass Trey. It's such an, a fantastic song. And, like, uh, I was just thinking about that song for show the other day. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. It's just, like, it's just a guilty pleasure, man. I just love I love putting it on when I'm about, when I'm about to take an hour or more drive. <laughs> and just, like, chilling. It's great. Oh, he's you know, awesome, man. Broccoli and cheese. You're a fan. Broccoli and cheese used to be my song, man. I, I, ooh, I want some broccoli and cheese. The first time I listened to it, like, I think my grandma was just like, that's a real cool song. She heard it. That song's ignorant. Can you please turn that off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. And then, like, it's fun, too, because, like, sometimes people don't sometimes people don't get context of, like, you know, you, when, you, when you get deep enough into, like, hip-hop and, you know, you, you start liking artists that people had never heard of before. So then you'll like set, you'll like think like, oh yeah, now Devin, the dude's dope. And then you're like, Devin, I've never heard of Devin. Like, who is that? And like, now you definitely heard of him because he had one of like the top singles on the Chronic 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to fuck you. you. No kissing it. Like, that's his song. And as he, he, produced, he raps on it. Yeah, he's he's on the hook, and I'm like, oh yeah, that is it. So anytime I think, like you know, when you think of those references too, it's great as like a connector. To riff on that 2001 track though, like that's how I got introduced to him, and I don't know if this might be me ignorantly thinking about it, but like, is he necessarily a rapper or is he like also like an R&B cat too? I don't know. Like I'm thinking like a Cuddy. Like Novak showing me like uh, Tyler right now. They're in different spaces. I'd say he does more traditional rap. I mean, like to the extreme. Uh, still, you know, there's another. There's a, he did one after that. I, I, you know, he he he's a song maker. He his production, I think, is more his strength. I, I he doesn't his raps aren't like super memorable. I I just find them funny because again, I I think he knows he's a he's just like making chill ass smoke a blunt and ride around music. I, I, you know, I, I, he knows exactly. He knows exactly who he is. Exactly, like mm-hmm. even his caricature is accurate. 
mean, he's like a he's like a seventy spirit that's trapped like in the nineties, early two thousands. And the thing yeah. about it, like I know the first time the first time I heard his albums, I was driving around listening to Scarface. I heard him, I heard him on Scarface. I heard him on Scarface a couple of times, and I was like, who is this dude in the background? You know, he's got you know he's got uh, showing what it made for off the Scarface uh, Scarface album uh, for my homies. He's on this yeah. too. Definitely, dudes is like his hooks are infectious. And Anderson Pack is the only person out that can write hooks like Devin the Dude. Anderson sings the hook, which makes it really nice. This guy sings it and then raps about it, and then he tells a joke about it. Oh yeah, actually, I just uh, I just peeped uh, Anderson Pack's Tiny Music concert. I hadn't really heard much about him before, but that he he's he's legit. He was like playing the drums while I, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you do your thing, bro. Like, yeah, you do it. Yeah, that's that'll do it. Yeah. And to make a connection, like Anderson Back was the all star on that Compton album, and definitely do it is definitely one of the all stars on the 2001 album for sure. So he re- Drake recreated the formula again. He went out and got an artist that basically could carry an album by themselves. I mean, Anderson carries Compton. This guy steals the show in uh, 2001. I just rebought this album on vinyl just to hear him on there. Devin is Anderson Pack's on Chronic 2001. No, no, he's on Compton. Yeah, no, I was, I was trying to make oh, the connection oh, that Devin the Dude was kind of like, yeah. you know, oh. the Anderson Pack of that album. I would, God, argue, God, God, I would God. argue. Yeah, he stole the show in 2001. Yeah. He came on singing that hook, and, you know, it was pure comedy. And then you got that swamp like beat in the background. It's got that no limit like swamp music in the background. I mean, Drake's Dre, Dre sample is awesome on that, on that track. Oh, hold on a second. <clears throat> Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, definitely good stuff. I mean, yeah, Devin, yeah, I used to play Devin in the dorms all the time. Broccoli and cheese and taking a boo-boo. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he, had a, so, he had a whole song about taking a boo-boo, man. And I, the first time I heard it, I was like, really? He made taking a boo-boo sound really, uh, really the, the musicality of taking a boo-boo has never been matched again. You know, Devin did it there. Sorry, my wife just got back. I got a... Had a dog barking here no problem no problem right. but yeah, i think we have a couple more left in your list right before a couple more oh, yeah. I, I, i'll keep it moving i, I got damn got off my own schedule all right uh got getting major rotation he's the newest guy he's the the, the most recent on this list uh big crit man Ooh. Uh, i give mad love i i this dude i yeah i i don't usually get it much into newer stuff and again i wasn't really I wasn't really checking for much about it, and uh, I like Outcast. I like all the ATL sound. Uh, you know, I like that southern, you know, that trunk knocking stuff. And uh, the first from the first track on uh, "Forever" is a mighty long time. I, it was like, well, there's the first track where he's like kind of gospel-y backtrack, and you're like, this is like a cool setting. And then that song "Confetti" comes on. And you're like, oh no, this is this is a real rap record. I just I love that, like, I don't know, I just love the vibe that he sets on this whole record. And it's just like, yeah, exactly. It's just not, it's just not something I normally listen to, but definitely like bump that hard and frequently. So like him, he's kind of like um almost an outlier from your list, right? Because like if I were to you know, like bring up the major topic, you kind of brought up guilty pleasure MCs, but you know, there, there definitely is more of a, a street edge. I'm trying to think of some of the stuff that I've heard him on, like 
Um, definitely not as comical as the other ones, I would imagine. Yeah, he's definitely a bit of an outlier in that regard. I, you know, I'd say that although he's got a ton of features, I mean, he's got CI, he's got like, you know, like, I, I don't know. You're right. It's not, it's not exactly, it's not exactly on the same van, although it's still creative. It's still a little out of the box in general. It's still not something I normally mess with either. Like, I was thinking, you know, kind of more creative outside of the box stuff, but you know, like, I wouldn't put him up as like a favorite rapper either. Like, I the like what he's saying specifically, I don't always get down with, but like when he's like, "Yo, confetti ain't even heavy," you like, I'm in. <laughs> like, and it's the confidence of it. It's like the conviction of the of the sound and like. It's not. It's not normal. It's it's a unique perspective, in my opinion. I mean, he's so underrated when you think about it. I mean, I've listened to Crit over the years. I mean, the thing about him is that it's his delivery. It's his swagger. You know, when you're when you're confident enough to sell anything to anybody, you know, yeah, you can say any line. I mean, that's when you know you're rapping the artist. When you can say something that makes no sense, and you can say it with confidence, and everybody, oh my god, that's hot. He could say, I, I just flushed the toilet yesterday. Everybody, oh man, Chris Spitting, man. And so that's, a, I mean, he, he's, a, he's a talented artist. I know that, yeah. uh, you know, when Walker Flock and Flame thought he was like one of the most underrated rappers of all time, I was watching an interview about that. And I started laughing. I'm like, well, Walker, Walker's a guilty pleasure for me sometimes. You know, Hard in the Paint yeah, is a guilty pleasure. I hate to say, it. I don't want to acknowledge that I like that song, but I will sneak and listen to it. So, uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to hear. I want to hear y'all's like what y'all are. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm gonna... but uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely uh, I definitely felt that I, I recently heard him, uh, he had a feature on uh, Toby Nuigue's new compilation, uh, mm-hmm. drop, and yeah, I mean, it when you put him next to when you put it next to the like someone in the sound, you're like, oh yeah, there's definitely there's definitely an aesthetic here that is is being, you know, sort of there. You, you know, when you like tune in on a scene and you hear a bunch of different cats doing kind of similar cadences, or you know, you'd hear a Roy's verse, you're like, that's Eminem. Like the, you guys definitely clearly write together. Like there's definitely those kind of sympathetic vibes going on. But at the same time, like again, I still enjoy I, I, I enjoy that I enjoy the hell of it. I was listening to that this week. So I think that's like the point because the 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 MCs that you're bringing up is everyone has those personal artists that they return to whether they want to acknowledge that they're at the top of their craft or not. And the you know the struggle with with being labeled as the greatest is like you're only as great as your last song or your last lyric or your last whatever, right? But Again, those hardest, there's artists that hit you to your core, whether it's, you know, funny vibes or not, like you just, you just keep going back to them. So, well, and now I feel bad because I definitely, the last person on my list goes right back into the pocket of, the other, <laughs> of being, talk to him, talk to him, comedic and like, why are you listening to this? And, uh, and actually, this is a very specific, it's like one record only because I don't really, I didn't really get into much of the other stuff. But um, Danny Brown and uh, yeah, man. specifically the record Triple X. I don't know if you've heard that that record. I didn't. I didn't like. I I like that song Twenty Five Bucks off of Old, but the record itself just didn't didn't do a lot for me. And I like. I didn't like Atrocity Exhibition that much either. It felt 
felt too experimental, but like kind of also like phone. I don't know. It, it didn't feel feel like I was. I was. I, I didn't love it. Whatever. I didn't love it. But um, this this triple X record is different. It's like I don't know if it's because he was just like kind of fucking like he was turning thirty and he just wanted to put put out the most ignorant shit you can think of. But it's yeah, it falls into that. Like he tells jokes. He's got like silly lines. I think what I like about this record though is that it's that it's a balance. Like it's it's hard. There's some like real punk rock kind of vibes to it. And I, you know, I always like that kind of harder harder edge to stuff. Um, but then it's got like some real vulnerable stuff too. Like cl- like clearly, you know, him talking about his you know struggles with substance abuse and. Uh, you know, you got the Die Like a Rockstar song where he talks about, like, all the cats he would like to, you know, like, all the cats he'd like to party with. Or, like, <laughs> songs just about drugs, but then, like, uh-huh. a song at the end where he's, like, talking about party all the time, where he's actually, like, telling stories about where that can go too far, like, where he's struggling with that stuff, so. But then, like, right next to, like, blunt after blunt after blunt after blunt, and I smoke, <laughs> and he's like, Adderall. <laughs> that's, he, the Adder- that's the Adderall. That's the Adderall guy. Also, I don't know how I, I don't know how censored. I've been trying to keep it clean, but he he has one of my favorite rap lines. Like again, it's like it's dirty though. So can I can I say it out loud or is that? Uh, you go so, for it. So first of all, guilty pleasures, all, baby, guilty pleasures. The, the whole song, the whole song is ridiculous, and it's it's a diss song. It's called Monopoly. I don't know if you remember if you're familiar. Are you familiar with this record? Oh, I am. Okay. I, I listen to Danny. <laughs> okay. The whole record is ridiculous, right? But like he's at the first verse, he starts off, he's like, uh, he goes like, I shit all on your mixtape. Nah, literally, shit all on your mixtape. Wipe the credits with the wipe with the credits, leave stains on the jewel case, and just two takes dog the booth will get so fly. You're like. All right, this guy's serious. And the, <laughs> but my favorite line, my favorite line is at the end of that song because he goes, I'm still messing with these freak hoes. Thank pussy smelling like cool ranch Doritos. Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he started by Dorito um, enjoyment at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I was, on a, I was on an airplane when I first heard that line. I laughed out loud for like 45 seconds. I took my headphones out. I made my wife listen to the whole thing. <laughs> She's like, that's not funny. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so yeah, that's my list, man. I hey, was like, I'm just reading. I just, I, I printed out the, the, the lyrics to this verse and it's like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, you got you to you frame it and put it on your wall back there, man. Hey man, you know, like I, I, I want to, comment on like his voice because it is like probably one of the most distinctive voice in rap and hip-hop bar none like you talk about odb i'm trying to think about some other cats that have like a yeah, super like unique like you know voice like you know guru and whatnot i mean something that's distinctively not his voice that's actually what's interesting about it is it's very much a character yeah mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, again, I came into hip hop listening to like real weird stuff. So like the first the first record I really got into with this cat Deep Puddle Dynamics 
and they ran there was a rapper on that crew who rapped like uh cobra commander from gi joe like (laughs) (laughs) i'm curious man he was like one of his first verses i heard he was like it's them shoot out the big wheels and fall out the big whip and you're like what are you (laughs) talking he goes like Four, count the one, two, three, seven, four, pleasantly demented, four, got it, a few doors. You're like, what is going on, bro? Anyway, Deep Dynamics is definitely a very, very deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> super deep, super deep. That's the first, uh, that, that's a, that's got Slug on it. The, that's like the, one of the more mainstream Anticon records, if you, there is one, but... And you know, like to to Adley, to quickly riff on Dan Danny Brown too. Like I was introduced to him on the Roots albums, and I think like artists like that that also feature on other respected artists. And not that Danny Brown's not respected, but like you feel like some of these guilty MCs that you're bringing up, they're also um, other artists protect them in the hip hop culture too. They're very protective of them because you know they like to feature with them. I I mean I usually I, I assume that like I'm. If I hear somebody, I'm assuming that they're they're pretty pretty much doing their thing. You know, like if I've heard of you, you're doing your thing. So I, I give you props, but like I don't always mess with this. So I, I'm really ex- I was really excited to hear his music, and again, I, I respect what he does. I don't always enjoy the the final product. I, he sounds dope live though. Like you know, I heard some stuff. Uh, I started to do some like uh, Tonight Show spots, and like he does he does some dope. I mean, he's he's got some he's got bars. I I, I I'm rooting for him. <laughs> I'm looking forward to enjoying his next record. <laughs> uh, yeah, Danny Danny's hilarious, man. I mean, he's one of those classic characters, man. Like you know, for me, I listen to Danny Brown. I start thinking Odd Future. <laughs> That's what I started thinking because it takes me yeah, to the Bay, it I, takes me to the Bay Area. Those personalities out there are just insane. I sort of blacked out on the odd future train, but I was super into like hieroglyphics and uh, I really love like the project blood stuff. And uh, like the, you know, like the grouch and living legend stuff was real, was real. I was really into. So always loved it when they push creativity, like freestyle fellowship. Uh, I actually, I, I had I was gonna honorable mention the haiku guitar record, but it just wasn't grimy enough. It's just like it's we it's just like weird. It it's not even a real it's not even a straightforward rap record, but uh real good stuff though. Hey fellas, I gotta uh I gotta get jamming here. Uh sorry to be so cool. abrupt. Uh, cool. No problem, Doc, man. Yo. Definitely, thank you for stopping by and blessing us, man. You know, we definitely yeah, get back together. Me. We need a day walkers episode. You know, you guys yeah, are doing hot you. stuff right now. <laughs> hey, I hope you guys enjoyed the the lost tapes, and uh, yeah, it should be streaming everywhere soon. It'll be up on Bandcamp on Friday, and uh, peep the No Sage project because that is also quite juicy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. So, um. Without further ado, I guess we'll just close this out. Everybody, thanks for listening. Follow us on Spotify. Check us out on Apple. And thanks for listening to the show. Dollar by the nickel foot. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. You think my life would be easy?
growing up in the burbs, but my skin color only opens up some of the perks.